Good morning, DJ and PCATS 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. All right, we got some football and some basketball for you here in the opening hour. Uh, Monday Night Football in Mexico City. Phillip Rivers, four interceptions, seven in the last two games. That gives the Chiefs the win. They get the win over the, uh, the Chargers in the Monday Night Game in Mexico City as the league continues to sell itself internationally. Way too many picks. All right, for the Utah Jazz... Uh, a stretch where the defense wasn't good enough, a stretch where there were too many turnovers, a stretch where the Jazz had been playing pretty well, but the bench came in and played poorly. A lot of things going wrong in a disjointed performance. They still had a chance to win that thing, but they gave up a 23-4 to run in the fourth quarter, and that just about did it right there. We'll get to the best postgame show coming up. Let's start, though, up at the Utes press conference. PK and I were there as Kyle Whittingham met with the media. Okay, uh, we played well Saturday night. Uh, both sides of the ball, uh, offense, defense, were were uh, very productive. Uh, special teams, not not much of a factor in the game, but but uh, like I said, we had outstanding uh, offensive production, over 500 yards of offense, uh, 40 plus points. Ran the ball effectively, threw the ball maybe as efficiently as I've ever seen uh, a Utah team throw the ball. Uh, defensively. Played the run tough, generated a bunch of takeaways, and uh, we're, we're exceptional in the red zone uh, defensively. And a lot of those takeaways came in the red zone, which magnifies them. And so good stuff uh, Saturday night. Came out uh, pretty healthy. Uh, we move on to Arizona now, uh, game 11. And uh, it's on the road, last Pac-12 road trip this year. Uh, they've got some weapons. Running back is a good player, J.J. Taylor. He's tough, uh, runs hard. Uh, quarterback, we all know about Khalil Tate. I know they're splitting some time recently but uh, at quarterback, but, but uh, he's a talent. Um, defensively, you know, they, they haven't uh, been as productive, I'm sure, as they wanted defensively. They had the change in coordinator a couple weeks ago, which changed things somewhat. But uh, we got to be ready to play. I mean, there's, you know, it's a Pac-12 game, and every week, if you're, if you're not on your game and you're not ready to go, then bad things are going to happen. And so, need a good week of practice. Need to uh, handle our business just like we have been the last uh, several weeks, and have the right approach, and have the right attitude, the right mentality, and and uh, go down there and and try to play well. So, questions. Kyle, what goes into the decision to, or like, what's the staffing like? What what happens that way into deciding on uh, starting a Heisman campaign for Tyler? Uh, that's really comes out of Paul's office, the SID office, and uh, it's uh, well, a combination of things. First of all, you got to play at a, a certain level, obviously, and, and we I've said it uh, for a lot of weeks now that Tyler, in our opinion, and I think in the nation's opinion now, is an, an elite player, an elite quarterback, and. And uh, he's got a lot of those uh, quarterback awards that are the major ones still in play. You know, he's he's in the he's in the finals of just about every. You know, at least how far, at least as far as they pared it down to this point, he's still alive in, in a lot of those uh, in most all of those uh, categories. So, I think that's what boils down to is our SID department and what they want to you know when they want to kick off a campaign and when they think it's uh, viable, and then also, like I said, uh, on a national scene your quarterback being listed among those uh, final candidates. In year 15, is this the offense you've always wanted? <laughs> well, um, good question. I, I love what we're doing offensively. And, and 
I think we had uh, very similar results last time Andy was here, you know, in our first four years. And so I think that uh, it is a great compliment to our defense. They play off each other and uh, very pleased so far. You never make your final analysis uh, until after the season, until you have the whole body of work. But uh, so far, it's been pretty, pretty good. Kyle, what's making Tyler wow you on a week-to-week basis that maybe he wasn't the last uh, couple of years? His complete dedication and immersement. Is that a word? Immersement? Is that a word? Immersion. Immersment. So month would not be okay. His complete immersion in the uh, details of what he's doing. He's, uh, his preparation is outstanding. And uh, he prepares. We're in the game, a pregame locker room, and he's still in his book, preparing right up before kickoff. You know, looking for that last little uh, advantage or, or thing that he can do to to uh, help his play. Are you sure immersement's not a game? Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. I might be right. DJ's looking puzzled. He's not sure either. Okay. We got two Provo High guys trying to figure this out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. So two years ago, he was in that competition with Troy Williams. It's a little bit of controversial that he got the starting job. You could say two years ago, maybe it was baptism immersion. I don't know. But either way, do you think that he had to go through those experiences to be what he is, the type of quarterback that he is today? Well, it's a process, and he certainly, uh, you know, when he when he won the job way back when, it seems like a long time ago now. Uh, you know, there was going to be you know, growing pains anytime you're a new starting quarterback. I don't care what the situation is; there's going to be growing pains, and and so I guess the answer is yeah. I mean, there's a, a uh, just a period of. Uh, Adjustment and becoming getting used to the the speed of the game and the and the uh, you know just the complexity of the college game because the college game is much more complex than the high school game and so it just takes time to uh, to feel comfortable in that situation and the game really starts to slow down for you as, you know when you start to gain experience things start to slow down and things become and that's not just unique to the quarterback position that's any position things happen pretty quickly when you're first experiencing uh, you know. Division One football, but then after you're, you get settled in, the game slows down. That's when you start to become really effective. You mentioned they changed defensive coordinators, and there were some changes, schemes, tendencies, personnel. Uh, just not not wholesale changes, but uh, and you know it's still early in the week. We're still computer reports and all that are still being generated, but but uh, just uh, you know you can't make a wholesale change at that point in the season. But just changing the leadership and maybe a little bit of a, a philosophical change. Now, you've talked a lot about how, how fun this team is to coach, but when you're when they're on the sidelines, I mean, you know, you back up quarterbacks, whatever, they're they're jumping up and down when a defensive guy does something. Like what's what's been so different about this team and how they they've bought into this program? Well, we've had you know, the culture here I, we feel has been pretty good for for a lot of years and, and last year's team was, was similar to this year. Just seems like we've taken it up a notch this year and and uh, you know, we got what 120 guys in the roster, and as far as I can tell, every one of them is bought in to what we're doing, and every one of them is is all in. Is a term we use here quite a bit, and uh, everybody pulling in the same direction, and team, you know, great teammates. And that's something we preach a lot. You know, don't don't, you know, the, the main concern you should have as a player in this program is to be a great teammate. 
Of your seniors on defense, and maybe you can include Jalen Johnson into this, how many NFL prospects do you think there are? Just with the seniors and Jalen? Yeah. Wow. One, two, three, four, five, about seven, seven, eight, somewhere in there, yeah. Which is which is uh, great. I mean, that, that helps your defense coordinator out when you got that talent, for sure. Uh, you touched on this a little bit last year or last week about 04 and 08, and you're kind of getting into that national spotlight again. Does the noise get louder, and does it get harder to insulate yourself when we're talking Heisman Trophy candidates and uh, rankings and things like that at this point? Well, it certainly gets louder, and, and uh, there's more of it, but you just still got to take the same approach and have the same MO of just not listening and not paying attention to it and just keeping your vision and your focus with what what the uh, immediate task at hand is. And, and uh, our guys to this point have done a great job of that. And and uh, here we are, the last two games of the regular season. And and uh, I don't, hopefully we don't, uh, you know, deviate from that now at this point in time. You have like six guys already committed to the Senior Bowl. Uh, Terrell Burgess coming into the season maybe would be the one we wouldn't have thought about in that context. What has he done? to get himself to that level. He has been tremendous this year, and you're right. He was a little bit under the radar coming into the season uh, nationally and, uh, well, I shouldn't say nationally, even in the Pac-12. We have always known that he's an he's a outstanding player, and this was his opportunity to play full-time. He was behind some pretty good safeties last year, and uh, he has played his way into an opportunity to play the next level just through hard work uh, he is an, he's a great athlete you know, he's got speed he's a 4-4-5 kid as far as 40 uh, he's smart he knows the defense inside and out he's technically sound fundamentally sound and he played his way into the senior bowl and my guess is he'll play his way into the NFL Kyle, just to follow up on the anecdote of Tyler being at his locker room reading the book pregame is that rare for for players in your opinion not does complete. it depend Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, does it depend on the position? Yeah, it's quarterback is is by far the most demanding position mentally on the, on the team, and and uh, I would say it's it's not highly common, but you will see uh, guys do that, particularly quarterbacks. That, you know, just continuing to look for that that last minute edge that they may get that uh, something may click when they're you know taking that last look. And we we talk about it as a program, the hay is never in the barn. That's that's another axiom that we that we uh, believe in that. Uh, the preparation goes on all the way to the balls in the air on kickoff, and then you get into game mode. There's Kyle Whittingham. It was a long press conference. He actually spoke for about 20 minutes. If you want to hear the whole thing, go to 1280thezone.com. When we come back, Kalani Sataki with the contract extension. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We just heard from Kyle Whittingham. Now it's time to hear from Kalani Sataki getting the contract extension. BYU signing him through the 2023 season, uh, which is good. He's got four years uh, in front of him now, signed up at BYU, and the next two are pretty tough. The schedule in the next couple of years, oof, very difficult. That, and this year had its challenges, 
next year on paper looks tougher. It doesn't have the three-game win streak built in. They're, they're in the middle of right now. All right, but Kalani gets extended, and here he is meeting with the media. How excited are you to have that contract extension now? Yeah, I mean, I just decided to keep keep coaching, keep working, you know. So just thankful to, uh, you know, first of all, to our players and uh, hard work and the belief they have in, in, in the system and our program. And um, it's thankful to the administration, you know, Tom Homo, President Worthen for all their hard work and, and uh, their belief in me and, you know, my my coaches and the uh, support staff. These, everyone that's been involved with BYU, just uh, uh, there's so much um, – Gratitude for coming from me. I just on behalf of me and my family. Just thank you. So, uh, my family and I, we love it here in Provo. We we just looking forward to spending more time here. At what know. point did uh, the negotiations kind of ramp up between you and administrators to get this done? Um, I was focused on football, you know. So I think that uh, Tom had asked me to just trust him in the whole process, and so I think you know that he he can probably tell you more of the details on it, but. My focus has been on on trying to win games and and uh, try to keep this team going and keep building the momentum. So, if you want to ask details, you can ask him. But I thought I thought they allowed me the opportunity to just keep coaching. That that's all I'm thankful for. What was it like seeing the, the players with the extend Sataki shirts and some of that yeah. stuff on the field? Um, <laughs> politics. Well, you know, yeah, I, I love them, and and um, you know that the, the uh, I don't think they need to do that, right? But um, but the, these guys know. And these coaches have worked really hard, and the the the, the feeling that we have together as a program, uh, I think people can kind of see what we're about, and that we care about each other, and um, you know they care about the fans, and, and so I just that that was a that was a got me emotional, about just thinking about it, you know, emotional around that time, and and I just I'm really really thankful to be their coach, and we had such great kids, you know, but I think probably spent enough time talking about it. I'll be honest with you, we. We got an opportunity to win game this this week and build on the momentum that we have. And I said this before; you've heard me say it before that this program is not about one player. So um, this press conference has gone long enough talking about one coach. So it won't be about a coach either. So we're just going to keep focus on the players and and uh, giving the fans what they want. And just really, really thankful for the fan base that we have. We're excited about about them showing up and showing our seniors the love. And you know, for our seniors to get the win, that was a, that was a real cool moment. We do have to ask about Tom's <clears throat> reveal in the locker room, though. What, what was that moment like? I don't know. I wasn't. I, I, it surprised me, you know. But it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was cool. I. I. I, um, I like the way he delivered it, you know. So, uh, you know, this. this uh, again, it, it was a good moment. Our guys were got the opportunity to dance again in, in, in the locker room, and so whenever that happens, that's a good sign for us and a good sign for the program and. A lot of fun for the for the fans. And this in this specific weekend was a lot of fun for the seniors. Was that the moment you found out you got the extension, or when did that? When did oh, you know you got the extension? Well, everything was finalized this morning, but you know, throughout that time, we Tom had been uh, been communicating with the right people and all of it. So you can ask him. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been just trying to focus on football, so that's all that matters to me. Who just handled with your agent and uh-huh. the Tom. So I have one. Can you compare the mood of the team right now as compared to a month ago, coming off two back-to-back losses, then now four-game win streak? I think you can guess on what it was. I mean, but the the the, the work, the um, if you take the results out of the equation, um, meaning the wins and losses, these guys have worked extremely hard every week, every day. 
They come to work. The players are been focusing on each other, growing close as a, as a group. And, um, yeah, so that, that hasn't changed. The guys have been really hard workers, and they understand what, what it takes to, to be successful, and that's all I can ask for as a coach. And that's that's a huge um, indicator coming from their families and, and uh, that, that what we get to work with. So I have great young men to work with, great fan base to, to entertain, and, and uh, it's just a, it's a really cool cool mix right now. Going into the season, what did Tom communicate to you that you had to get done in order to get this extension? Mitch, you got to talk to, to, to Tom about it. <laughs> no, I, there's, there's we we talked. I think he said it enough uh, earlier in the year. You know what I mean. This is not to worry about it, and I didn't. I'm just going to go coach my team. So that, that's all I'm worried about. And, and right now, I'm focused on trying to win this game. So, did you see improvement from your guys? Sometimes maybe that's hard to do with a different level opponent. Did you see improvement after watching? Of course, the yeah, yeah. It's not hard to do if you really look into everything, you know, and, and uh, the expectations that we have for our team and and the progress that we're making. Uh, mistakes are part of the deal, but uh, that's why you work on it and try to find ways to get better. I see our team getting better in, in a lot of different areas. And, you know, it's if you look at the run defense, you sit there and you say, well, that wasn't great. There wasn't great in the results that we got, but you look at two runs, two runs equal about 85 yards. And so maybe you focus on those two runs and make sure that we don't give up those those big plays, you know. So you focus on on a few things, but you don't just make a general statement like run defense was poor. There's not there's two runs that were really poor, and the guys in, on that were on the field who have to learn from it and get better. And so we go into specifics and evaluate everything and don't make general uh, statements about uh, everything because then it diminishes the other plays where the guys actually played a really good solid defense and got uh, some turnover on downs because of the run defense. And so I use that as an example on how we evaluate everything. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of how we go, out, go about our business. From your film study, what did you like about Zach's performance from, from Saturday? Yeah, it's just nice for him to get back on the field. The one thing that I'll say that I really liked was that after he threw the interception, he was back in there making the tackle. So, uh, you know, you you know that that's how he injured himself from the beginning, and so it seems like that's not something that's still living up there in his head. He, he's just playing football, you know, and uh, I think it was really good for him to get those reps and, and to be in there and get the feel of the game and have a lot of different variety types of plays. And, um, you know, just looking forward to him, uh, you know, getting better and, and improving on, on how he did. And I think the mistakes kind of clouds a lot of the, lot of the issues. And, and when you're trying to look at momentum and you're looking at some big gains and some big plays, and then they're, you know, they're, they're taken away from penalties and things like that, that's stuff that we can worry, work on. I know uh, holding penalties, that's part of the game as well. But uh, the things that, that I mentioned before, things that we can really control, the administrative ones like false starts. And we had an offsides on defense that shouldn't have happened. And, that's the stuff that we can really control, and that's our job as coaches to make sure that it gets done. Do you plan to give some extended rest to, to Baylor as he kind of heals from some of the injuries he's been battling? Um, they're feeling better today, so we're going to go out and practice today and see how it goes from there. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I was pleased with the way Joe came in and, and performed as well. So the, the last 12 minutes, I think we had the ball for um, that one drive for a long time. Maybe I'm wrong. Was it, was it just... It just seemed like the defense wasn't even on the field much, and we were looking to get them more reps. And I think the offense kind of, you know, we're able to just grind out the clock and and you know, we knock the ball down, and away we go. We got the win, and feel really good about 
about the, the win for our seniors. I think you guys are top five in turnover uh, takeaways and top 20 in turnover margin. How has that contributed to this kind of? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, uh, you look at the, that even in the game specifically, the, this last game that you know we had some, uh, we had some. Uh, I guess they, we had some problems the first couple drives, you know. And so you, it's always a good thing when you can get a turnover and get to get the scoring going, kind of loosen everything up a little bit. And, and uh, Austin was able to do that, and so the turnover is a big part of it. But also taking care of the football is a big part of that on the other side. And, uh, on special teams and, and offense and even defense when we do get turnovers is being really secure with the football and we preach that to our guys and then defensively let's just create more havoc. I, I felt like we could have done more things to create um, more turnovers and more, more issues but um, you know I look at opportunity we should, probably should have had another couple picks and two that come to my mind is Tyler Algier broken a three step great great play should have caught the ball and then Diane had a great break on another ball that uh, offensive PI guy grabbed him. Good, good move by him. I thought it was a smart move by. I think he's a senior, the receiver that did it. And otherwise, Diane's going for six the other way around. You know, so. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, we weren't able to get really much uh, disruption in the pass game. We we did a lot of things. Um, try to get, try to disrupt and get sacks, but uh, they didn't really do a, as much five step as as uh, we were hoping for. And then that's part of the game, you know, so when they start going quick throwing game and things like that, we have to get PBUs and get some picks, and that's I think that was good enough for what we did, but, but always got to find ways to improve on it. And I'm never going to be happy with just I just think we should have way more turnovers every game. How do you keep a team locked in and motivated against a team that's got one win? Uh, let's just keep building on what we do, and so I, I, I've mentioned this before that we're really focused on what we can uh, get done and, and being at our best. So this is just another opportunity for us to go see our fans out in the East Coast area and, you know, Amherst and Boston area. So we'll see those fans that will be out there to cheer us on and looking forward to those guys, um, our players being out of their best for the, for the fans and, and for themselves too. I think the, we're creating momentum and creating belief in each other. And so this is something that more focused on what we're kind of trying to get done and tons of respect for our opponents. That's just how football goes. Not a lot of guys do what... Our players do, and they, they are they are one of them that work hard and put a lot of time into the game, and this will be their last game for the season. So, you know, we, we know it's going to mean a lot to them, and we've said this over and over again, we're going to get their best shot. we got to make sure they get ours as well. You noted on Saturday that you liked what you saw from Keanu Hill. Uh, he's mm-hmm. played in three games now. Is is What's the strategy with him? Is he planning to redshirt? What, what are you expecting to get from him? Are you sure it's three games? I want to, I want to like, Say that he played one or two or whatever. I think he was in like, Utah State. Dang it! Yeah, not, it's it's some of those decisions that we have to make. I, I think the cool thing is that we get the extra practices with those guys. But um, yeah, he's a big playmaker, you know. So getting guys like him on the field and even Vito Ica and those guys they get some reps and um, Jackson McChesney and all those guys. It's important. Carter Wheat, and Mason Wake, and all those guys that, for our progress as a program. So um, yeah. Fessy and uh, and uh, Grimes and Ara, they have some tough decisions to make with those with the redshirt year. You've got a lot of those guys obviously on the recruiting trouble in recent years. I mean, now with this extension, how do you feel that will allow you to maybe close with this current recruiting class, knowing that you're the coach of the future? Um, I want guys that want to be here, you know, and we have guys that we've recruited and committed, and and uh, you know, this commitment goes both ways, and so. 
Uh, we're going to keep rec recruiting, but the guys that are truly committed, the guys that are on our team right now. So I think we recruit from within, and we recruited a lot of walk-ons to bring them here, preferred walk-ons, and, and uh, put a lot of time in their development. So I think we look within and give the guys that deserve it the most, um, and then, then we go from there. But we're always going to recruit and try to uh, get some difference makers and, and some guys that we can build our program around. But, um, you know, we want to do things the right way too and make sure that we show a lot of respect and, and appreciation for the guys that are on the team currently. This is Kalani Sataki meeting with the media. When we come back, the best of the Jazz Post Game Show. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. The Utah Jazz get beat by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's check in with the best of the postgame show. Your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz fell last night at home. Their first home loss of the season, 112-102 to to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Jazz uh, will play this very same Timberwolves team. They'll have a chance for revenge coming up on Wednesday night in Minneapolis. Uh, the Jazz did not shoot the ball well, 36.5% from the field. They were led by uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, who had 18 points on 7 of 17 shooting. Uh, Donovan Mitchell struggled 5 Five of tw- uh, five of twenty-four. He had seventeen total points on the night to go along with his uh, seven rebounds. As for uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns twenty-nine points on eleven of twenty-three shooting. Carl Anthony Towns took fifteen three-pointers in the game last night. Seven of fifteen. He had five boards, five assists, two steals, and two blocks. Monster night for Carl Anthony Towns. Jeff Teague twenty-one points, eleven assists. Remember, Andrew Wiggins did not play. We'll see if he'll uh, be a go on Wednesday night uh, when these two teams uh, battle again. Let's get you some uh, post-game sound. Let's start from the podium with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. You guys go just 5 for 32 from mid-range tonight. Were you happy with the shot selection tonight? Uh, You know, when we got to the rim, um, I think we were much more effective. We were able to get offensive rebounds, um, get a chance to get fouled. Um, I thought the first quarter you know, we, we came out playing playing well and playing well together and hit a stretch at the end of the first quarter where we started really turning the ball over and lost some rhythm. Um, just weren't weren't very good offensively with, with that, and, and uh, it's tough to defend against that. So um, obviously we we need to be better, and, and I, th- I think we, we need to be better in, in a number of things that we didn't do well tonight. You hold uh, Minnesota 17 in the third quarter, but then they scored 36 in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Did anything change drastically on defense, or did the the missed shots feed into that? Well, I think you know offense always affects defense, um, but you know Towns got hot. Um, you know that's you know he, he he can do that, and you know I think he hit three straight threes, and um, when he's spaced like that, it's we have to be even more. Um, solid defending the ball because they were able to, to drive us and you know get in the lane and, and they finished uh, what did you think of Dante's first action 
did a good job. I thought he was he was focused defensively. You know, it's just it's good to see him get out there and um, get through. I'm sure you know there's a lot going on in your mind when you've um, you've been out that long and, and you're recovering from an injury. So I was I, th- I thought he really competed as much as anything, and, and that to me is that's a success in and of itself. That bench unit really struggled defensively in the first half, and then I thought they they played better in the second half on that end. What what kind of turned around for them? Well, that's that's a t- you know a group that you know that we haven't haven't played together um, you know that much during the year. Uh, I just thought we were more urgent. We started switching more, and that helped because um, we were able to protect the paint more, and we took care of the ball. You know, we didn't get a chance to play defense the last three minutes of the. Of the, of the first quarter because we were turning it over and I thought we came out with, um, you know, saying we were better. It was hard to be a lot worse than we were during that stretch. Yeah. Offensively, just taking care of the ball. Coach, you played not as well as you'd like to uh, tonight, but you get these guys again mm-hmm. real soon. So what's the motivation now, I mean, to try to really get back at them and, and get this one back, essentially? Yeah, I mean, every, every single game, you know, is important. Um, I think in addition to that, you know, we, we need to continue to get better. And, you know, I, the, the goal is, for, you know, if, if there's games like tonight, we have to learn from them and, and be better. That, th- this team has done that. You know, I, I think we obviously can play better individually and play better collectively. And if our focus goes there, you know, we'll have an opportunity to win that game. And, you know, obviously that's, you know, that's the idea. Okay. Yep. Twenty-four to three run at the end there. Um, yeah. What are the conversations like in the huddle when it's there's an almost inability to score and the wolves get loose like that? Well, you 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 know probably pretty predict- predictable. You know, it's a combination of we've got to do this better, and you know, in a couple instances, do this differently. You know, we we changed a couple matchups with Towns because he got going from three. Um, you know, wanted to use Rudy in a different different situation or use him differently. Um, they responded to that. They that that's where they they got to the rim more. Um, and then, like I said, you know, off the, the the three part. You know, you know, you need to be better offensively. Some of that was some good looks that we missed. Um, then there's a tendency when you feel it going like that that you know you're trying to get it back and it can snowball. So um, obviously that that's not good enough to win the game, but also give Minnesota credit for, you know, I thought they you know, they drove the ball. Jeff Teague, you know, really their whole group was able to get, you know, where they wanted more than we would like. Um, that's something I know that our team can do a better job of. We have. Um, you know, when Towns is spaced like that, it puts even more pressure on, you know, on your individual defenders. And I didn't think we were very good, not, not just on the ball, you know, off the ball, closeouts, just a lot of fundamental stuff that I think we can do and we didn't do tonight, and it showed up. That was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Let's now move on to some locker room sound. Let's start things off with Jeff Green. We did get stopped. Uh, we didn't make shots. Uh, that's typically uh, what happens. Um, you know, they got the lead, and they, they made plays at the end. Credit to them. You held Towns to two of seven from three in the first half. What was the difference, though, in the challenges that he presented in the second half in terms of spacing? He was just more aggressive. Um, you know, he took the shots that was there. Uh, they were the same shots. He just made them at the, um, in the second half. 
Is it difficult night shooting overall from team? Is it just a matter of getting good looks and then not going in? Or no, we got good looks, yeah. We got good looks that just didn't go in. Uh, we got to live with those. Um, but most importantly, we got to hang our hats on the defensive end uh, when the offense is, isn't going well. Um, it wasn't there tonight, uh, starting with myself. Um, just just wasn't where it needed to be for us to win. Quinn made a point of reminding us twice that you guys did compete. Yeah, uh, we, I mean, we, we competed. Uh, we always bring our... All right, again, we always there to compete, but you know things didn't go our way tonight. Uh, that's 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 basketball. Um, we got another one Wednesday, and I'm really really positive that we're going to be ready Wednesday. Is it nice that you get to face the team that handed you your first home? It doesn't loss. really matter. How'd you like playing five more a little bit tonight? It don't matter. I'm on the floor playing basketball, so I just got to make do with the minutes I'm given. During the first half, you guys kind of struggled during those non-rooting minutes. The second half, you were a lot better, actually, kind of taking the lead during that stretch. What changed uh, for that group that was out there on the court during that time? Uh, we became more aggressive. Um, you know, it was new to us, uh, me playing the five, uh, the space, and trying to figure out how we're going to play. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's basketball. Uh, we just got to continue to stay aggressive and, um, you know, make plays and make shots. Guys, that's Jeff Green. Let's go back to you. That was Jeff Green, 11 points in 18 minutes coming in off the bench. Let's now hear from Emmanuel Moutier. Um, I wouldn't think I wouldn't say caught us off guard. You know, going in, we knew that they was going to play at a fast pace, but at the same time, what hurt us was just turnovers um, early on, and you know, they they was getting buckets off our turnovers. Is there anything you know, you attribute that to when you look at those early turnovers, like eleven in the first half? Yeah, I mean, that's going to hurt anybody, any team, and it's just. I think for a little bit there was a stretch where we was kind of out of control and a part of that was me, that was all of us. So uh, we just got to figure out how to slow the game down, just take care of the ball because we know when we take care of the ball then okay, they probably wouldn't have that much you know, confidence going on the, uh, on the other end. What happened offensively during that closing stretch? Which stretch? Towards the end of the game. At the end of the fourth quarter where you scored 24 and 24 my um, part of that was turnovers and some of just missed shots. Um, I mean, that's really it. Um, if we, we take care of the ball better, then obviously what start, what happened in the first half led on to the to the second half. So if we took care of the ball better, then we probably wouldn't be in that situation. You feel like you got the shot you wanted, though? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I ain't look how many total turnovers we have, but that was just way too many. Yep. Uh, are you proud of the way you guys competed? Quinn seemed to think you guys competed right up to the very stretch, and maybe they just came a little bit more. Um, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> I mean, we lost, but I think the effort was there. But just we just had too many miscues. Um, obviously, we never won a L, but at the same time, there is some. You know, we had spurts where we we definitely competed, but. Uh, we had first as well where we was, our heads was kind of all over the place. Is it nice to be able to play these guys again on Wednesday? Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, we're going to go in, we're going to watch film and try to have a better game next game. Guys, that's Emmanuel Moutier. Let's go back to you. That was Emmanuel Moutier at four points in 14 minutes coming in off the bench. Let's now go with Donovan Mitchell. We started to just do it individually and start moving the ball. Um, I took some terrible shots you know you know we played defense but offense would hurt us today well, did you get the shots you felt like you wanted and then they just weren't making i them? mean i think as a whole we, we we just missed some open ones but like i said down the stretch you know i took some wild ones and that can't happen what do you just, want to do instead of those reads i mean i, you know, I mean, you want to kind of take away that that contested I mean, a, a lot of those shots you know 
if they're going in, you take them. But, you know, you got to understand you, you missed three or four, you know. But I'm not going to ever stop being aggressive. But, you know, I'm going to watch the film. The guys are probably open. I just didn't see them and uh, fix it. How do you feel about the team's defensive effort down the stretch? Uh, we guarded, you know. All-star player got hot. You know, I think that's credit to them. We guarded. We did what we were supposed to do. You know, obviously they hit shots, and then we started to break down after that. But, you know, you can't sh- not shoot well and expect to, you know, for your defense to hold, you got to be able to score, and then we weren't able to do that. On the early turnovers, is that a lot them, or is that some of that it's on just you? Us being precise and being locked in. Um, I think a lot of us was a little more crisp, a little more pace. I think we um, we picked it up after that, but um, you know we can't start the game out that way. But we'll we'll, we'll see them again. This is their fifth win on the road. Uh, now you got a, you get a chance today after tomorrow to go back and mm-hmm. kind of steal this away from them. What's the motivation for you now? The loss. Um, simply put, you know they were, you know came out energetic you know they were loud as they should be they went on the what was it, 16-4 run and we were up six so uh we just gotta be able to push back and i think we'll be ready monday you've talked or about whenever the, we play. you've talked about this in the previous two years you've been in this league just how hard it is to win games in this league and the amount of focus necessary mm-hmm. is that just another one of those reminders about uh, that action? we just can't let teams hang around you know we we, we kind of like i said turn the ball over you know defense we played incredible defense but we're just going too fast and then when we when i came back in with that second unit we let them back in the game and then it's still like you know giving up easy buckets we just got to be able to take as a collective unit just be able to um stay locked in and stay focused uh, throughout the, the whole 48. when you guys when they start shooting that well and you guys start struggling that much at the same time that kind of create a pressure to feel like you gotta yeah I mean that's what you feel like you're pressing but you know at the end of the day you know we got to be able to stay calm and stay poised and we weren't able to do that as a whole and including myself I you know but like I said we see him on Wednesday so we'll fix it feel fixable by Wednesday? Yeah, for sure. It's just offense, you know. I mean, turnovers, being more precise, being more locked in. Um, if we do that, we'll be in good shape. Thanks, that's Donovan Mitchell. Let's go back to you. That was Donovan Mitchell talking about how they need to share the ball a little bit better, uh, move the ball a little bit better around the perimeter. He had 17 points on 5 of 24 shooting. Let's now let you hear from Jazz point guard Mike Conley. Pressing a little bit. I think they made a run that um, they started hitting everything and, and Cat got going that every basket you know kind of built up for us and um the ball kind of stopped stopped moving a little bit i thought that we try to take it upon ourselves individually try to get us back in the game and um some games we can do that but most of most of the time you want to try to continue continue to run the system and 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 you know stick to it and, and stick to the game plan i felt like we kind of got out of that a little bit um for those you know last eight or nine minutes of the fourth seems like the team towns two-man game is pretty vital down the stretch <clears throat> Uh, yeah, it was. You know, when when you got Cat who can shoot like that, it makes it tough, especially for for us to have to you know switch or um, if Rudy's guarding him, and, you know Rudy's having to extend out from the paint a little bit more. So, um, you know, it's something that you know I thought we tried to adjust to in the game pretty 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 good. But you know, Cat's a very good player and a, and a very talented. Jeff's very good, and they can both make reads on that, and they, and they made the right ones. Is that something you can fix on you know a day practice before you face them again? Yeah, it's something you can adjust to, and you know we got a lot of smart guys. We got a lot of guys um, that take the defensive end very seriously, and um, individual and you know individual defense very seriously. So we're gonna, if not, you know the coach is gonna get on as as players. We're gonna go in there and try to figure it out ourselves. They were able to turn turnovers into points, especially early on. What's your take on that? Something they're doing. You guys, combination of the two. Um, you know, I thought it was a combination. I thought that we had a lot of uh, good reads to make. I thought we just made, you know, poor decisions and 
Um, we're a little lazy with a few passes and uh, wasn't strong with the ball down low because they were they're a very good team at, at, at you know getting their hands on the ball and stripping and getting out and get on transition trying to get you know play with speeds and, and we knew that and uh, you know we got to be a little bit stronger and, and just be mentally you know tougher in those situations. How do you weigh the desire to be more aggressive? With the desire to take good shots. Yeah, um, it's it's tough you know especially you know when you're fiending for baskets at times and. Um, you know, we have a lot of guys who can do it. We have a lot of guys who can who can take over games, and um, you know, I think it's just a matter of you know us learning each other more, even more. You know, there's times there's you know Donovan's got it, and he's he's going, and there's other times when Bogey's going, and, and whoever. And sometimes when all of us are not going, we have to you know, manufacture something. We have to figure out what plays will work for us, and what are good guys in, in good positions to score, and. Or just try to get to the free throw line, try to get you know downhill and try to get something um, you know easy. On those lines, how do you feel about the team's overall shot selection tonight? Did you feel like you mostly got what you wanted and they just weren't going in, or do you feel like you could, there's room to improve there? Yeah, I don't think anybody really took any shots out of character. You know, I thought we all had very good looks. Um, I had a lot of good looks in the paint that you know bounced around the rim a few times and. Um, we had a lot of guys get open looks. Bogey got some good looks on the on the perimeter. Joe got some good looks. Don, um, you know, we'll take them all night, and uh, and you know, just a matter of making them. And tonight we didn't do that. Guys, that's Mike Conley. Let's go back to you. That was Mike Conley. He had 15 points, six assists on six of 15 shooting. He was only one of four from three. Uh, let's wrap things up by letting you hear from Rudy Gobert. Well, Rudy, tonight I know. A tough battle there in that fourth quarter. How much did you guys feel like you got the kind of shots you wanted, and they just weren't falling? I don't think we did. You know, I think uh, we can play much better. You know, I think uh, you know we can play, we can execute better, uh, make play for one another better. You know, and, uh, and I think also defensively we can do a much better job. Is it more about that one extra pass or getting into what you want to do earlier? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much all these things, you know, get connected. Um, for, for the most part of the game, we weren't, you know, we, we were at times, you know, and I think uh, at those times, you know, that there were the stretches when we played good defense too, and, uh, you know, and then we, we fall back, you know, you know, doing the things we do, and and then they, they have the momentum, and the shots fall for them, and, you know, and we lose the game. In your mind, what wasn't good enough defensively in that fourth quarter? Really? I think I think our one-on-one defense. You know, I think uh, the simple things because we, I mean, obviously Carl hit a few threes, but I think, I, mean, I think those threes were. I mean, it was pretty far behind the line. Uh, I mean, we played solid defense on him the whole night. Um, but I think you know, being able to, all of us, you know, stay in front of a man, uh, being more physical, and then. You know, get those rebounds and, and be able to go is uh, is big, especially with the stretch five. You know, because I'm I'm not able to to help as much as I usually do. So it's uh, it's a little different. It seems like this one stings a little bit. Is it nice to be able to take these guys on again on Wednesday? I mean, we're gonna watch film and you know and see what we can do better. But I think there's a lot of things we can do better and. Uh, you know, we all gotta watch film individually, collectively, and and see how we can, uh, you know, be back the team that we can be. What are some of the things you guys can improve on with uh, with regards to shot selection? I think it's mostly get connected. You know, uh, know what we want. 
you know, make play for, for the teammate, uh, get the teammate open, all the little things, you know, that I think make us very hard to guard. And we have so much talent on this team, you know, it's, we don't want to waste that, you know, we got to keep working. Some nights it's going to be like that, you know, we got to keep working and, and just get better and better. Good. Thanks. For Thanks. For Guys, that's Rudy Gobert. Let's go back to you. That was Rudy Gobert, who had 16 points uh, and 14 boards. He did have a block shot on 5 of 8 shooting. It was 6 of 7 from the line. Up next for the Jazz, they take on this very same Minnesota Timberwolves team coming up tomorrow night. That game will tip off a little after 6 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 5. There's the best of the postgame show. When we come back, what is trending? Stay with us.